to episode 61 of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. AEW has been on fire lately. Daniel Bryan has been delivering some all-star matches. Cody Rhodes is in uh, the news again. And what is going on in WWE with Charlotte? Seems to be all the talk of the wrestling world. Uh, high, high drama, and we're going to get to all of that, but before we do, we're going to talk to our boys, get acclimated real quick of who we're talking to tonight. Let's cruise on over to Glendale, talk to somebody who keeps it regal, Steve Grobschmidt. How are you, Grubby? Because I'm that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are. Shout out to to Jade Cargill. You know that's what the TBS title stands for, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That yeah, bitch, yeah. something. That bitch is strap. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I like that. And congrats on your marathon, man. Well, it's a five k, so, but I appreciate that. 20, Twenty-two miles less than a marathon, but <laughs> sometimes a five k feels <laughs> for like me. A marathon. But for me, it was. For me, it felt like one. <laughs> You're too honest on here. He always keeps it real. <laughs> Very good. All right, let's cruise down to Bayview. Talk to the birthday boy, Mr. Matt Michelson, keeping it freshly squeezed. How are you, Matt? I'm better than you, and you know it. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I, on your Charlie, birthday, you should. Vocals. For sure. Yeah, happy birthday, buddy. Was it yeah. a good day? Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, it was a really good day. Really random. Um, everything from housework to steak and lobster dinner to oh, steak and nice. lobster dinner in the dark because the power was out. Just <laughs> everything that could have happened pretty much happened. So it was a good day. Definitely a memorable one. Yeah, super eventful. And then you get to cap it off talking a little wrestling with your friends. Yep. I can't yep. beat that. Good booking. This is the main event of the birthday. <laughs> totally. Awesome. And let's stay in Bayview, talk to a man who has a bidet in every bathroom of his house. Oh my God, it's Charlie Michael. It's me, it's me, it's CCM, it's DDP. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Charlie, what's your middle name? Clark. Clark? Okay. my grandma's last name, yep. So for all of our longtime listeners who now know Charlie's full name, they can easily steal his identity. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry about that. We can we can edit that out. I always liked it too because your Instagram handle is CCM, and I'm a big hockey guy. It's, oh yeah, uh, yep, the hockey. That's yep. a huge. It's a huge like the hockey brand. So yeah, totally. Know, you, yeah. You hold a fond place in my heart, just away from that. So. Just with those initials, <laughs> yeah. 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 And I'm sorry about the Bears, too, this weekend, man. I appreciate you joining us. No problem. I'll, I'll be sorry for your Packers on Thursday. Well, especially yeah, with the COVID, the COVID bug hitting them. Yeah, we'll see take, how it works. They'll, they'll take that the, L in the desert. I think I think you're right. <laughs> All right. But this is not a, rest, this is not a football exactly, podcast, yeah. is it? So I'm not sure why that came up. Yeah. No. <laughs> 
We only got a hundred dollar bet, Bearcat. Uh, Bearcat, yeah. Bearcat in the bear. Oh, that's the sign. Yeah, they actually put bear in his name. True. Awesome. All right. Well, speaking of losers, uh, Charlotte Flair is doing some really shady shit over in WWE. I'm not really sure, like, what if this is a real work or if it's a real story. I don't know 100% about it because I've just been trying to avoid it with the clickbait. There's just been a lot of stuff going on in WWE, and I'm trying to sift through what's actually real, what's drama, and what's just there to grab our attention on Facebook and Instagram. So can anybody break down this Charlotte uh, situation for me, please? I got the 411 on this. So um, earlier today, got to give a shout out, of course, as I always do, to the Wrestle Culture Podcast, one of the best podcasts out there besides this one, of course. Keep listening. And... They did a great job citing several sources um, talking about how Charlotte Flair has nuclear level uh, heat backstage. So for those of you who haven't heard the story breaking yet, essentially what it comes down to is I think Charlotte, uh, her head's gotten a little too big for her and she's starting to think that she can make demands. And ultimately, she's trying to protect her spot very similarly to how Hulk Hogan did it back in the 80s. Um, a lot of that going on backstage. What really triggered a lot more attention and media coverage is that Becky Lynch was the one to finally call her out on it. Um, and other sources have said that this is actually also a problem with a lot of management in WWE as well. So nobody backstage is sticking up for her. It sounds like this. there's a lot of truth to this coming from multiple sources. Um, but again, Becky Lynch being the one to finally call her out on it. So now those two have real-life backstage heat. Which makes me excited because I think Survivor Series is coming up here soon, and I don't really know that WWE has any other good plans for a women's main event, so why not put those two together? Um, Becky's been away from the scene for a while. Charlotte clearly has a score to settle. Uh, yeah, it'd be really interesting. But yeah, as far as I know, um, yeah, not not a lot of people happy with Charlotte right now. I kind of subscribe to the Tony Schiavone school of... Uh... Unless until there's like ironclad proof, it feels like everything is a work. And I don't know. I mean, I, I what culture I, I I have a high opinion of. So I don't think you know they probably did their homework. But it just I don't know the way that I watched the actual segment on like a video today, and it just I don't know. I guess until I hear more, I feel like it's a storyline. I mean, I'm sure you guys heard that she was escorted out by security. And did that sound like it was real, real like a real a removal like? It yeah, sound like it was like, like it intense. wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't taped okay. or anything. Huh? Yeah. I think it's legit. I'm sure. I'm Damn. sure she's got. I'm sure she's got frustrations with Andrade not being around and her dad, you know, kind of being banned from there now too. Probably so. It's probably legit heat. Legit heat. Yeah, you she know? might be going through a lot. And I heard she like locked herself in like a locker room too, or something like that, or. I heard all kinds of shit. Yeah, I haven't heard that part of the story, but I definitely agree with Charlie. I'm sure there's a lot of things going on at the same time right now, all of which are kind of leading to this point. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say for now. I, I'm sure it's legitimate. I wouldn't be surprised, knowing WWE's history, if they tried to turn this into some kind of a work or an angle on TV. Um, my concern with that, though, is we recently saw the match between Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair where there was a clear disagreement and... That did not end well. So I don't know that WWE is going to trust Charlotte to run with sort of a shoot-style storyline here in the near future. But we'll see. I mean, at the end of the day, it's what she does, and she's got to do it. So we're going to see what happens. 
it's too interesting. They won't do anything with it. <laughs> they won't. They don't. Yeah, they'll just they'll get they'll get dude drop involved. Yep, they brush it by. Maybe they'll keep. They really can't keep her off TV because she's got a title, and Fox wants her on their show. So mm-hmm. she Who makes knows? a ton of money. Yeah, it's just she's, you know, I guess it... she's locked in her contract for a long time too. So oh. she's not going anywhere. So. I don't know if creative is part of her problem, but this is like, I mean, I feel like I've vented about this before is that her, Becky, Charlotte, her, Becky, Bailey, and Sasha, when they brought them up, they shotgun that title back and forth, back and forth. And they did this, like they tried, they did everything at once. Like there's almost nothing left for Charlotte. There's nobody on her level that she hasn't already wrestled. So it's like, there's nowhere for that character to go short of wrestling men or something, which they'll never do. So it's like, yeah, I mean, when you're already 14 time champion and she hasn't been around all that long or whatever it is, 12, 13, I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's like they've kind of run out of material for her. There's only one place left for Charlotte to go, and that is NXT 2.0. Oh, this is back in NXT. Which yeah, hasn't been in NXT 2.0. There you go, Nickelodeon show. So <laughs> who knows? That'd be pure torture for her. That show. Exactly. Horrible. That's that's their punishment for her antics. Maybe Vince will make her Braun Breaker's manager or something. <laughs> cut her hair and be a manager. Say, yeah, cut her hair. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah. I know people are talking about this guy's the next big deal, but I don't, I don't know, see, dude. I don't see I've it. seen him. I watched cut cut part of the lat his match. He, all he does is does a, he does a power move like a slam and just ah! I just right? I just so corny. Yeah, I just don't listeners. know. Where, I don't know the lifespan of this, but everybody's like, "Oh, he'll be a WrestleMania main eventer," and blah blah. I'm like, "All right, we'll see." I just he might because Vince he likes might that be look. A WWE <laughs> up, I guess, but yeah, he's not he's not going to get a cult like following, you know. No, he's not the next Stone Cold. Yeah, yeah I recently saw that Brian Alvarez had tweeted something about how Braun Breaker is awesome, yeah. but that's yeah, at the least of talking smack about him. So I think what probably ended up happening is there was a moment on TV where you just kind of throw caution to the wind and realize, hey, I'm watching NXT 2.0, so I'm just going to laugh and have a good time at whatever they give me. And I think that may be what's happening with Brian Alvarez and Braun Breaker. Now, granted, he has had a couple of good segments. Charlie, to your point, I think his moveset's pretty limited. And for our listeners out there who can't see Charlie, he definitely made the Incredible Hulk expression when yelling <laughs> and pretending to be yeah. Braun Breaker. And Braun Breaker is not too far off from that in WWE world. So, pretty yeah, much. I'm not sure what's going on with this guy. I have no doubt, though, that he's going to be NXT champion way sooner than he should be. My when, hope is... By Wednesday that, night. You know, be is it this Wednesday? Yep. Oh, boy. Their Halloween Havoc show. So he'll probably get the belt, and we'll see what happens with that. But <laughs> we'll, we'll, I feel right. like he's um, the develop. Like if Goldberg ever entered totally. developmental, that's like him. yeah, he that's basically pretty much has, the character, dude. Yeah, he's got the same tattoo as um, <laughs> yeah. Goldberg, and then they match his ring gear with the graphic old, of NXT his... 2.0. So, so he's like, like the space of the, the company. Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, no, he, um, he's definitely the number one guy down there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They're basically just trying to make him the Goldberg of NXT, and then when they wear that out to death, they'll bring him up and you know just keep and doing the same shit. 
And Kyle Riley stuck with that Crow Magnum caveman looking dude. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. I bet he can't wait to get out of there and get over to AEW as soon as he can. I have no doubt. I, I So Adam Cole has been on a lot of podcasts lately, and everyone he's on, he brings up Kyle O'Reilly and how they're yep. real-life best friends and have been in the same promotion for over a decade. Yep, forever, he makes, yep. He's not shy, and that's a story that he always tells on every interview he's done. So, yep. yeah, I have no doubt that that's what he would love to see in AEW, and Adam Cole's on a pretty hot streak right now. So, you know, whatever he says, Tony Khan might give him. Well, and I, oh, yeah. I'm kind of pl- – they go ahead. They signed if they signed Bobby Fish, they're for sure signing Kyle Riley. Right, and you know Bobby Fish, I'm, I'm impressed with how much they've put oh, him Fish on. Is great. He's, he's yeah, he's good, but oh, I, yeah. I, I they, kind they of figured he'd right. slide into a bit. But they're they're like he's he's prominent already, and he's got a match coming oh, up with yeah. Punk, and that yeah, you know that's going to be a damn him, good yeah. match. Yeah, they didn't use him right in NXT. He was kind of a right. side guy because it's kind of hard to outshine Cole, but. Man, he yeah. was he was fucking awesome in Ring of Honor, and, and when he would do stuff in New Japan, he, he's he's he they he wasn't used right. He's a great technical wrestler. He's got a legit MMA background. He yeah. can fight. You know, he's got a good look. He, you know, obviously you saw it when he wrestled um, Brian how long or Daniel Danielson how good yeah. he is. So yeah, what's just think when Kyle gets over there, they can take cool. those dudes back up, and it's kind of cool too. They're using um. They're using his original music that he used in Ring of Honor. I'm kind of glad they brought they brought that back when he came in too, which is awesome. Nice. Well, and hopefully they, with Steen, they bring Steen and hopefully he uses his old music too. And they just there's AEW with their patient storylines and everything. There's just so many avenues they can go because you know they keep dropping these seeds that uh, Omega and, and Cole aren't going to get. You know, there's going to be a oh, that's going to be fracture. So yeah, it's like they, now happens. they got these other guys like Fish and maybe O'Reilly. I mean, there's future factions waiting to be formed if they choose to go that route. Speaking of someone who's on a major hot streak too, let's shift gears back over to AEW. Newly brought in Brian Danielson has been putting on some four-star matches. He's been on an all-star um, tour, basically. He had this amazing match uh, with Suzuki not too long ago, and then he just wrestled um, Dustin Rhodes. I mean, obviously, we all remember the one with Kenny Omega, but who's next for Brian Danielson? I mean, is he going to be the next AEW champion, or where does he go? No. not probably. Hey, yeah. Maybe not till 2022, 23, maybe. Because I was listening to something, and they say now, you know, they'll probably move it to um, cow, Cowboy. Yeah, and it's, I think so. And they're, and they're trying to build um, MJF up as a heel, and then a heel has to take it from Cowboy, and your top heel's MJF. So somewhere down the line, possible MJF, unless someone else turns heel, that's that's bigger. But it seems like that's the, the route to go eventually. And... You know, like we're going to talk in a little later on about another guy that's just sort of got a patient storyline going, but it's like they just don't have to rush in anything. It's like nope. Daniel Bryan's doing this, like like I called it before we recorded it, like this all-star tour where no matter who he wrestles, it's awesome. And it's, it's, and it's not even hyperbole. Like, like yep. we all know Dustin Rhodes, for example, is solid. Um even in his older age, but like, man, that match was outstanding between those guys. Yep. I just, it was oh, great. I, I loved be, everything about it. Great, yeah. yeah, I knew that and was going to be good. So it's like every week, Dustin or uh, Danielson's doing this amazing work, and it's like they can yep. ride that. They can ride that until it gets old, which is not going to be oh, anytime yeah. soon. I mean, yeah, then eventually, yeah, uh, eventually, it'd be cool. He's, he's going to be so over. He's going to have to get the title at some point. 
but right cool and he's be just cool. performing at such a high level oh yeah and he's doing the things he wants to do yeah he's he's at a point right now where i feel like brian danielson doesn't even need the title to be a draw no I mean, every match he right, does no. like honestly i hadn't even thought about him going on a run to become AEW champion i mean obviously when he first came in and he was setting his sights on kenny omega kenny, i think yeah. that's what everybody thought but now that we've yeah. seen him wrestle these classic matches you know just in his first few kind of almost like exhibition matches <laughs> i don't know that i even want him to be champion yet i would love to see them keep feeding him these really interesting opponents for a little while and doesn't he have eddie kingston this week yeah that's gonna yep. be damn fun oh that'll yeah. be great yeah i think it's been interesting the opponents they've given him have been kind of off the wall and not you know mainstream guys in AEW yeah. so seeing this now I think is going to be exciting just because it's yeah. someone who has been in AEW for a while and would just give Danielson another hard-hitting match and this is great for Eddie Kingston too this mm -hmm. is going to be his uh most formidable opponent like who has a reputation um so good for him well deserved yeah yeah because he's kind of you know I think there's those guys like him and Moxley that are um just kind of treading water right now and i mean that in a per se a bad way but yeah i think eddie kingston needs something you know he came up short for the uh tnt title i think well, he's yeah coming up, he's he's coming up short this week too though so you know, you know he's gonna lose <laughs> but you know it's gonna be a damn good match yeah <laughs> I, yeah i think it'll be okay bro i kingston's more of a brawler he's in a tactical guy it's not gonna be a it'll be the it'll be kingston's best match because daniel knows what to do but it's not yeah like, He's no Eddie Kingston. He's not a ring general, dude. He's decent, okay in the ring, but his his mic work is where it's at, you know. Plus, and he's he like a pretty plus good. he's like a player coach. He's like you know instant morale boost in any locker room. Yeah, hey, just just uh, you reminded me about something, Charlie. We remember when we were all at uh, all out, and it was Eddie Kingston versus Miro first match, and there was that yeah. dude that was like four or five rows behind us, and he was just screaming about how bad Eddie Kingston was like all he does is chop chops chops <laughs> like, I was like dude is this guy gonna be that guy the whole show for all out I mean well that's right I forgot that yeah. yeah he was yeah we were worried about him yeah, yeah. He, was so a, he was a huge fan and and what made it so that's how the show started and then I think the second match was Moxley and was it Gojima and man he was pissed when Gojima lost oh my god so, oh he looked like he was gonna cry so, so, Mike, you had brought up the point. Is he going to be like this the whole show? Well, he at least was for the first 45 minutes to an hour of it, for sure. Yep. Maybe he was so disgruntled he walked out. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he did set the tone. All right, so we have that to look forward to. Uh, but also, <laughs> Cody Rhodes. Um, I'm kind of happy to see that it's the season finale of this Rhodes to the Top yeah, show. I haven't been quick. Short. I haven't quick. been keep I haven't been keeping up with it, but I caught up on Rampage and Dynamite, and it said season finale coming soon. I'm like, thank no. God. Yeah, that didn't last long at all, did it? Like three episodes. No. It's like a little teaser or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad they ended that. I'm glad it was short because it probably served this purpose. I, I mean, we talked about this a few weeks ago, I think. And for the listeners out there who follow us, this this is an old story. But when Rose to the Top first premiered, you know, we had all talked about it. I was the one person, I think, on the show who had agreed I'm not going to watch it at all. Just because, Smart, you know, I do like Cody and I love the back behind the scenes element of pro wrestling. That's why we That's have this podcast. I like it. Yeah. But I think more importantly than that, I didn't want to taint my 
opinion of AEW already. And I just some of the preliminary reviews I'd heard of Roads to the Top made it sound like there was some backstage stuff that kind of took you away from enjoying the product as much as you could. So I, to this day, haven't really watched it at all. Um, obviously, I've seen the clips in commercials between episodes of Dynamite, things like that. But I have not watched it to this point. So if they're stopping it after four or five episodes <laughs> or whatever it's been, I'll take it. Yeah, just crank out that baby and get the fuck off TV is all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I know the, the, the main reason you, you brought this up is just Cody overall. And um, yeah, I'd like to tee that up because, man, I just have been thinking about that situation like all weekend is that. Cody, I still, I think we've talked about it a lot. Like, is he kind of got a little bit of Triple H in him where he's putting himself over too much? Is he self-aware? I still, until something really egregious happens, era more on the side of like he knows what he's doing. But man, you talk about heat, man, that he that he put himself over over a black, and it's just like I am both I am both scared and really intrigued on what they're doing here because he is. You know, he, he's not a fool. He knows that the crowd is like 100% turned on him now. Yeah. So he can't believe like he's going to have this like big come out the, 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 the hero thing. So if that's true, if we give him the benefit of the doubt, where is this going? And that's what, I mean, I really find this compelling. And it could, like I said, we're at a crossroads, pardon the pun, where this could get really gross where he's like, you know, he's going to come out as the knight in shining armor that nobody wants to see. He put himself over black or he's going to go some crazy dark thing. And I, I don't know. I I'm still, I have enough faith in AEW that I'm leaning towards. It's going to go well, but man, well, that was a bold move last last that it have him beat black. I think at this point they'd have to go the route of him turning full on heel and going down this dark path because you know, after all the buildup and the momentum that Malachi Black has gotten, I feel like that's all Cody can do at this point without completely killing his run um, and taking it for himself. But now, Steve, to your point, if Cody is not self-aware of what he's doing, yeah, this could get really ugly really quickly. Um, so my hope, just based on what we've seen from AEW for the past two years straight, is if they're doing something wrong, they're going to course correct it right away. But if they have a master plan, it's going to be great. And I actually kind of like the fact that I don't know where this is going. I'm a little nervous just because I've had 20 years of WWE programmed into me and I know how that ends. So if they do this well, it it could be awesome. But we'll have to wait and see. And one more thing I want to bring up before I forget before Charlie and Mike weigh in is that they could easily like like. They almost put in a seed of like, even though he's all sinister and weird, that like Malachi Black is like probably gonna go face because remember like he he wrestled Dante Martin and then he gave him that little nod at the end like like there's a side of him that's kind of just looking for somebody to stand up to him type thing. So I'm kind of yeah I I don't know how long they can keep him a true heel either. So maybe that maybe yeah. this is like some sort of double switch like kind of thing coming up. But I'll stop talking. Yeah, I don't know yeah. where they're going with it. But then he's but then he's partnering with Andrade, so which right. is also unusual. <laughs> right. So it's yeah. so it's gonna keep him as a heel. I was you know? very per- I was very perplexed after this dynamite too. And yeah. like you guys, I feel like they've almost ran themselves into a dead end or painted themselves into a corner with Cody. Like I'm I'm very puzzled. Um, especially throwing in the variable of like this reality show too. 
because now you're seeing like his personal life of what's going on. You're seeing how bad he's injured. Um, and then you're kind of seeing, you know, the kayfabe start side of it too, like on TV, what we're all tuning in to watch, you know, as our main focus, I don't know. I, and I, I mean, if I don't know, that's fine. But if Charlie yeah. doesn't know, now I'm really worried. Because <laughs> he was the longest reigning champion of King Puka. And you can go back and listen to those prediction shows if you want to have some fun. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, you know, yeah, like that's why another reason I don't like to watch and I haven't watched um, Roads to the Top because when I see those little previews, it's like Brandy whining that people are booing her and this and that. And it's kind of like making this out to be like they got this thing to prove and they're kind of upset that the fans, I really hope that's all fake and that they're self aware. Like I said, that I don't know. Cody Cody can't be bothered that the crowd's booing him, can he? He's not that of himself I, is he? I think i i think well from what i hear is like he said i don't know where i came on but he said he would he would he would never turn heel so i don't know maybe he is really dumb because last I hope, time i, I hope he's I just the show, hope he's selling it last time i watched that stupid show roads to the top the whole segment was like about this fucking nightmare tour bus and it's like and it's like you booked a tour bus with no bed and it's like that's so stupid that's so stupid i'm like what the fuck yeah that's so stupid dude so i was like so that was so fake i was like oh god that's so fake but if it's not then he is really 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 dumb yeah but i think he just i think he just thinks he can just force himself to keep doing things and it'll be a face because like i I've, i haven't watched all of dynamite yet or of uh, yeah dynamite i watched yeah, rampage, dynamite, rampage. Dynamite, yep. but yeah when he did the run in at the end of you know he's still thinking he's a face man he's he, I, I don't know we'll see he could he could mess himself up because he, he's it crowd's would, already against him he's gonna be more against him it would be he, a he huge never, he should have never tur- he should have his he could have probably stayed the one. Now he should have never taken on Alistair Black or Malachi Black. He should have yeah. never feuded with him. They should have had they should have had someone else feud with him, like Jungle Boy or somebody, be, to to make him or a heel. Because just leave people it. People were kind of people were on the fence with Cody, and now this really pushed him over the fence with Cody. So I think no matter who he fights, he's going to get booed. Mm-hmm. No matter what, for a while now, because people are just tired of them. Why? Yeah, and I think I think it's the incrementally has gotten worse. Because yeah, I, I agree yeah. with you. I think if think if they would have just had the first match where he kicked Cody's ass and then he disappeared for a while, you move yeah. on. But then they had to have the second match, and then they had to have the third one, like kind of rushed. And it's just you know they they did this whole storyline where where Arn's like forget about Malachi, forget about Malachi, move on. Like you got to get yourself right. And then, like, a week later, he's wrestling him again. It's like, yeah. and beat him. Like, they should have had him. No, no, he, they should have done the Luke Skywalker uh, where Yoda's saying, you're not ready. You don't go to fight your father yet. And he goes and fights him anyway and loses a hand and gets his ass kicked. Like, they, if they, I, I thought they were going that way where it's like Arn told him, take your time, take your time. And then he right. rushes into a match and loses a third time. But no, he fucking wins. It's like, that's what I don't. I don't understand where they're going with it. You know, yeah. when you when you kind of lay it out like that, though, Steve, I can easily see how this might end up. And I think the, this has sort of been uh, kind of obvious from the get-go. Arn has gotten more and more frustrated with Cody over the last several weeks. And to your point, yes, he told him, don't go after Malachi. But he did, and he won. 
And so that gives Cody a reason to be all pompous about the fact that he won, while at the same time Arden can be upset with him at disobeying him. But Cody sees it as good in his eye because he won the match. He did what he had been pushed to do up to that point. So it's a way to keep Arden as a face, but let Cody slowly turn heel in a way where he's conflicted with himself. And we all know Malachi Black is turning face slowly but surely so i think when this all shakes out we're going to see cody turn as a full heel arn is going to continue to be a face there may be some sort of infighting within the nightmare family and malachi black is going to be a fan favorite and hopefully they start booking him against other heels where he plays face to that so i don't know that that's how i would book it but we'll see and all of this Ar- Arn Anderson uh, using his hand gesturing a gun, <laughs> it's really muddying the uh, water between the Bullet Club and Kenny Omega's gimmick. <laughs> I mean, is this some foreshadowing that Arn Anderson is going to join the Bullet Club? That's never going to happen. Cody used to. Yeah, hmm. So you never know. I, I If they go the heel route with Cody... There's going to be that epic moment on TV where, you know, he seems like he's on the same page with Arn and then he completely lays out Arn and cements the heel turn. That's, I feel like, where they're going to go with it. Or, I mean, yeah, maybe Arn, former horseman, actually steers him to the dark side. But uh, I don't know. I guess the fact that we've just talked about this for like 10 minutes is, it's interesting. Like, it could go badly, it could go well, but it's got us talking. I think it's going to be right. real bad. I like I like I that where we don't yeah it's like hope, we're gonna I find hope, out. I hope he's working it so good that he thinks yes. like, I hope it it'll be one of the best stories in wrestling if, exactly if he does that's it, why I I'm just, clinging to I mean, it <laughs> yeah that's why I'm like dude because he's I'm like he's got me convinced right now he doesn't have a clue that the crowd's against him and he's just gonna force it and if he and if he and if he's working us it's some of the best work ever I hope it I hope that's it yeah and I totally who, agree who was brilliant enough. So, okay, so now we are giving him the benefit of the doubt. We're playing devil's advocate I'm not, here. I'm not. Well, I'm let's not. just say we are. Let's just say we are. And the guy comes up with his own reality show to have this whole other Further side for the whole story. It? Yeah, I know. That would be epic level so, genius. I mean, to go along with what you just said, Charlie, it could be the, like the, some of the greatest storytelling of all time, like that he worked the fuck out of us. I hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. He used his child. He used his unborn <laughs> child to work us. I hope, I hope so to God bad. we have an episode where we're talking about how amazing his heel turn is. I really hope yeah. they go there. Because one be. thing, because I, I tell you the other thing too, like watching like the previews to that Roots to the Top and, and, and other things that happen. I don't think Brady Brandy's self-aware. I think she legitimately no. has this edge that she's not, that <laughs> she's not, being and, a champ. And, and, like, and that's what? awkward because sorry, she's not, she's like bottom tier of what they got right now in their women. Oh, she's roster. horrible. She's up there with, uh, but she's up there with like that yeah, velvet chick or re- or in right. Yeah, red velvet. Actually, and actually, I think velvet's probably a better wrestler, even though exactly. velvet's not great. Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. That's sad. So yeah, Brandy's neither got the mic skills nor the in ring skills to be anything yeah. more than an executive off screen. <laughs> Dude, what if the yeah. chief officer is working us over too? I hope so. On the show too, and like they give her like these women's title matches, and she always comes up short, and they have us like. Like, yeah, she's never gonna win it. And then at like all out two years later, they put it on her. That's WWE move right there. If they do that, they jump the shark and they're heading yeah. down WCW. Yeah. Yeah. That's not gonna make it, man. 
in serious all seriousness though if roads to the top ends up being a work and this is all part of the storyline and tony khan just threw some money at it to make a four episode reality show that feeds into a storyline and a heel turn hey props brilliant man. genius yeah, brilliant. genius level booking yeah. now you'll watch it matt I, you know, I might have just talked myself into it. I'm working myself into a shoot now. For real. <laughs> it's, it's worth watching to go like, oh my god, this is so So bad. Alright, yeah. okay. Okay, so we've like fantasy booked the shit out of this. That scenario, was great. I love it. That was very good. But uh, speaking of Tony Khan, he's had some shit going on with uh, Eric Bischoff. Um, lately, uh, Eric Bischoff is saying Tony Khan needs to shut his mouth a little bit more um what what's the story here steve i know you wanted to weigh in on this so okay so yeah let me i mean i'll do it with my lens on it so bischoff what two weeks ago came out on his podcast and started it was about like sting from wcw like you know his podcast is entirely about the past but he let off talking about tony khan promising they were going to beat smackdown and all that anyway his stance was shut up and wrestle don't worry about the competition don't compare yourself to ted turner don't compare yourself to me we were actual competition we actually went head to head so until you're actually going head to head just shut up and wrestle now i'm paraphrasing at the moment i heard all that i'm like well i don't think he's wrong i think you know tony khan probably spouts off a little bit like in his exuberance then Tony Khan responded and he was on, I think, busted open when he did his main response where he kind of was taking shots at, at uh, Bischoff saying, uh, you know, who's he to make these accusations when he would give away endings and he would kind of, um, you know, do all the same things when he was on. And then he even took some shots saying people like Jericho were like, like it's, it's odd from somebody like Bischoff to spout off considering all these guys like, uh, Jericho that wanted out of WCW because things were so like the inequity between the wrestlers and all that. So he kind of took it even further. And then Bischoff responded saying, Oh, just you wait until my next podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to respond. And that's, uh, I'll admit when I dropped off, I'm like, okay, this officially stopped being interesting and it's just an advertisement for a podcast. So I didn't even listen to Bischoff's podcast this morning to hear his retort, but I did hear him talk about, um, kind of what uh that like cm punk is like like basically they've shit the bed from since the, that initial debut and i think he's probably firing other shots at him now he's big on you know because bischoff's always hated um he's always hated Meltzer, and um now he's like chiming in when everybody online is saying like Meltzer and alvarez are pro AEW and blah 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 so he's kind of doubling down on this war with AEW, which you know i don't know like i said i kind of lost interest with that and then um yeah i think that's kind of where we're at right now that was yeah, my I, summary i have to believe that this is a work in every way because i, I mean to, to some degree there's always going to be a little bit of truth in every work right because you got to keep people hooked somehow but from tony khan's point of view he's been talking a lot of smack the last few weeks we've seen him go toe-to-toe with smackdown funny enough last week where they did really well and he you know is just kind of firing off at wwe every chance he gets so i think another week of that is not a surprise to me it is a little bit of a surprise to me that it was eric bischoff especially because bischoff has been on aew television multiple times so you got to believe that there's a good working relationship i don't know why he was talking shit because yeah so exactly i feel like one thing that like if okay if you're accepting that like bischoff's really pissed off i think what set him off was 
he perceived Tony Khan as comparing himself to Ted Turner and like Bischoff and that, and he gets crazy defensive of that. Cause he's got a very high. Yeah. So I think, I think he got pissed off when, when Khan did that. Cause they talk shit about him because he's like, yeah, he, you mean the guy who challenged uh, fucking Vince McMahon to a fight and the guy who told, gave away endings to matches. It's like, come on, yeah. dude. Yeah. It's like, you come know? on. And you know what? Like where, where Bischoff lost me too is like, okay, I get your point. Like it's not real competition yet. Don't worry about it. And I mean, I do agree with Bischoff and some saying that like, it's a little bit eh, to call it a victory when SmackDown was on FS1, which is like, you know, minuscule. However, perception becomes reality. And it's like, you know, controversy creates cash to quote Eric Bischoff's book. And it's yeah, like, that's it. It's sort of a technicality, but Tony Khan can claim a, he can reinvent a victory there, you know, because they got a higher demo. Why wouldn't you? Because yep. again, you push that enough, it becomes like a, wow, yeah, they beat us. And so many people out there are like, yeah, they beat SmackDown. And like, that, I don't think that hurts AEW at all. So I don't know. I kind of I went from originally thinking Bischoff had some good points to like just shut up and stop pushing your podcast. Yeah, because I mean he's irrelevant. Yeah. Hey, not too irrelevant. He did give some great advice to Cody Rhodes on roads to the top at a hotel bar. <laughs> at a hotel yeah. bar. Yeah. And he was just at Crusher Fest, so he is definitely still relevant. So, yeah. Peggy, if we're listening, we love you, girl. We'll see you next All year, right. if not yep. sooner. We're pumped. All right. Well, I think this is a great show, boys. We did a lot of, um, you know, speculating a little bit, but we're working through it. That's what we have to do as wrestling fans. We have to work through things together, communicate, debate, I think that's the healthy way to do things nowadays. I think a lot of people need to watch more wrestling, stop listening to politics, watch more wrestling. Put that on a shirt. Maybe that's our next shirt. I don't know. Watch stop watching. Stop listening to politics. Watch more wrestling. I like it. I love it. All Brings right. the world together. Thank you. Okay, so speaking of Crusher Fest, I think our promo of the week came from a new fan that was listening to our interview with Greg Gagne and Jim Brunzel. Uh, you can go back and listen to that. Um, I think it was like two episodes ago, episode 58. Uh, we met this guy. His name's Derek Manchester. He's from West Dallas. He says, keep up the good work. I love the show. <laughs> so he submitted uh, a great promo this week. It's Paul Bearer's debut and where he made his debut was the Brother Love Show. So That's right. let's take a listen to where Paul Bearer makes his debut with Brother Love. There's a man who requires love 24 hours a day. And Brother Love is Bringing you my message of love each and every week to give the 
goodness. Full of happy faces, aren't we? Oh, I'll say. Come sure. on. We're going to WrestleMania here, folks. Russian roulette, anybody? Give me a break. What's this guy's name that's gonna... Bearer. Bearer. Bearer, I don't know. Welcome, Brother Bearer! Now, Brother Bearer, what is your first name? Paul. Paul Bearer! Oh. What, what oh. better man to guide the career of the Undertaker than Brother Not a whole lot of talking from old Percy, but a lot of talking from Brother Love. Were you guys ever a fan of Brother Love? Uh, Brother Love was a little bit in between. He was right after yeah, I stopped yeah. watching the first time I before stopped. I got back into it. I was watching a little bit, and I th thought there was, I don't know, I, I always liked the heels as a kid. But even that, I didn't really love Brother Love. I mean, I didn't have a problem too badly, but um, yeah, no, I guess I just was summarizing. Yeah, he was just okay. It was a very odd like pairing that brother that brother love was with Undertaker in yeah. the Survivor Series because a man with that bad of a sunburn. Well, I guess you could get that bad of a sunburn if you did spend a lot of time in Death Valley where the Undertaker. Where he found the Undertaker. Yeah, right. Yeah, maybe he was in the desert for so long finding this man, this dead man. So, yeah. I think that's it. Well, regardless, regardless, Derek from Manchester, thank you so much for submitting this great promo of the week. And if you love the show and you want to submit your own promo of the week, you can do so at keepthekfabe414 at gmail.com or hit us up on our Instagram, Facebook, at keepthekfabe. Follow us on YouTube. And if you love the show, just shoot us a note. Let us know what you want us to uh, talk about. We appreciate all of your support, and we want you to go forth during this week only remembering three things, and that is stay humble, stay hungry, Stay hard. Triple H. Woo. Peace. Lord, I pray you give me strength to carry on. Cause I know what it means to walk Yeah,